This is Sports Cutting Edge for ASTN, the Australian Sports Technologies Network. Here's your host, Lockie Wills. G'day, hello and welcome to the show, Sports Cutting Edge, back for another year. Thank you very much for your company. We do it all for the Australian Sports Technologies Network, ASTN. Uh, Check them out, astn.com.au, powering sport through innovation. Today on the show, we have Courtney Smith, who is the founder of the Firefly Initiative. Firefly Initiative, they're a not-for-profit And they're the world's first blockchain-based volunteering rewards platform. So let's break that down. Uh, Volunteering, obviously, so crucial. It's worth more than a trillion dollars to the global economy. It's people rolling up their sleeves and doing stuff for free for the benefit of others. And we see it throughout the community. And it's such a special part of what we see in everyday life, isn't it? You know, whether it's a local sporting club, all the different community organisations, I mean, particularly in times of natural disaster, obviously, at its, at its most sort of profound, but just every day, you know, netball clubs, cricket clubs, footy clubs, all over Australia, people going and doing all the hard work and doing it for free and doing it just to try and benefit the community and their kids or their friends and what have you. So it's, it's such a crucial thing. The thing what we have seen, I mean, it is valued at more than a trillion dollars to the global economy. But what we're seeing is a real decline, and particularly through the, the COVID years, but a decline in the amount of people that are volunteering. And so that's the problem. Courtney Smith is the bloke who's got the solution. So Courtney, for the last 25 years, has been a prolific entrepreneur in the business and tech space. And so now he's turned his attention to volunteering and how can you use technology to help empower, enable, amplify volunteering, give rewards for volunteers, make connections between the corporate world, the community world and volunteers and get things going and growing. And that's what the Fly Firefly Initiative is doing. And so they're in beta stage as we speak. They're about to pull the trigger and launch full spec now in the next couple of weeks with the volunteering conference that's taking place mid-February. So we've got them right now at the hotspot where they've done all the hard yards, they've got the thing going, and they're about to launch to the world. So we get to talk to them, get a look behind the curtain, how they've done it, what they're doing, what their goals are. I mean, their goal is to create $25 million worth of social impact. 25 mil, including engaging seven and a half thousand different organizations and 50,000 different volunteers. So they are going to help build a volunteer army. And most importantly, you know, (laughs) having seen this for so many years, people that volunteer, for example, at a sporting club, you know, everyone sort of sees them do the work and they're sort of deep down think, oh, thank God they're doing that. I don't have to do it. And then at the end of the year, at the presentation night, someone will say, oh, yeah, thanks very much to Susie, and thanks to Bob, all the hard work you do, thanks very much, everyone, round of applause, clap, 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 and that's it. That's the acknowledgement. Well, how can we get a greater sense of reward and value given back to people like Susie and Bob? That's what Courtney's doing, and he'll tell us how he's doing it right after this. You're listening to Sports Cutting Edge. For ASTN, the Australian Sports Technologies Network. 
And joining us on the show, the founder of Firefly Initiative, not-for-profit organisation, and the world's first blockchain volunteering rewards platform, Courtney Smith. Courtney, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm uh, joining from the lovely Torquay at the moment, so great to speak. Mate, you're at the beach and you're looking happy and you're looking relaxed, which is a great thing. And and what you've been able to do with your organisation, I mean, volunteering, it's such a a huge part of of our communities on a micro and macro level. It's interesting. I just saw this statistic from uh, PositivelyTransformingWorld.org, a volunteering hub, and they estimate the value of volunteering to the global economy is 1.34 trillion US dollars. 1.34 trillion US dollars in the state of Victoria. Uh, literally the state of Victoria, the Victorian government's volunteering arm, they say that to the Victorian economy, worth $58 billion in 2019. And they say that it can add up to a third of productivity to people's paid work. So, Courtney, you know, in your words, can you explain how important volunteering is and what incentivised you to get in this space and, and create a rewards platform? Yeah, look, I don't know if it's genetic, but when you step back in time and you remember your sporting uh, life as a kid, um, particularly if you've got parents that are volunteers, you know the sorts of efforts they have to go to to coordinate things. Mm. So from a small country town, Flinders uh, in in Victoria, uh, you know, part of the tennis, the footy, the cricket, um, and my parents seem to always be in and amongst coordinating and, and, and making stuff happen. So I think it comes passed down yeah. and then you start to appreciate it and then you become a parent yourself um, after getting all of the love and attention of others. Um, and that's the bit, I think, when you really do the realisation that it's time to give back. Yeah. Um, but now it's different. Something's changed. I think we're moving away from this action economy. Uh, you know, in the old days, we all worked together to get things done yeah. to what's in it for me a bit and digital attention grabs and all those sorts of things. So we looked at at sport, we looked at the wider um, caring and giving community and realised that the decline in volunteering, you gave some great stats there, Lockie, but the stats that are more damning is the decline in the last decade. Interesting. So in Australia alone, suggests that we lost a million volunteers across all sectors in the last decade, exacerbated heavily by COVID um, because people who were traditionally in the space stepped out for that one year or two years yeah. and said, you know what, I've been doing it for a decade, two decades. I'm the only one put my hand up, I'm out. Mm. Um, so that's what's motivated us is we need to elevate volunteering. We need to make volunteering something people see as valuable. Mm. And our, our proposition is really simple. We believe that we should give a gold card to the people that are doing the most in our society. Mm. They're giving up their time and their opportunities because an opportunity cost with volunteering that yeah. people don't realise as well. Um, and an out-of-pocket cost, average out-of-pocket, 1500 bucks a year for a volunteer, petrol, right? all of the other bits and pieces. Mm. Um, yeah, so, you know, there's two types of volunteers in our world, Lockie. Um, we have the formal volunteer, which is the committee person on a sports club and those sorts of people, mm. and the informal. They're intrinsically motivated for different reasons. Yeah. Um, but our reason is they all are doing something for us, yeah. you know, for someone else, and it, and why shouldn't they be given a gold card? And our gold card is around their hours. So we capture hours. So in simple terms, when, when, when you have a volunteer out there doing their thing in their community, um, most organisations don't have any idea of how many hours are captured 
mm. or how many hours are given by volunteers. Um, I can give you a case in point. Um, Rachel from our local footy club, uh, when I asked her the simple question, how many hours do you reckon you put in, Rach? Her response was, before the ball bounced in 2018, I did a measurement. I had done 480 hours for the club. 480 hours before the ball bounced. She said, I stopped. I stopped recording because I knew it was going to be double that at least after the ball bounced for the season. Yeah. So that's a thousand hours. Put that into uh, paid salary. That's 20 grand, right? Yeah. Um, 20 grand of time and effort and energy uh, on an average wage. Um, so the way we do it is we'd go to Rach and we'd say, Rach, just jump on the app. Super simple. Sign on super easy. No, no stress. Um, you record your hours in our application. Those hours are then validated by other volunteers in the network. That's our honour system and an honesty system because we all know volunteers are the best people, right? Yeah, yeah, so they're not going to cheat or, or, or lie or, or uh, try and scam the system. And when they've been validated, you get the privileges that sit around how many hours you give. So on the tiers in our network, you get um, different levels of discount with our, with our brand partners and our supporters, which are local businesses yeah. and national partners, um, who now get access to you as a volunteer, but also as a customer. So basically, when a, a volunteer has um, logged their hours and recorded their hours, they're validated in the network, and then the the value of, of, of logging those hours is twofold. Number one is that the organisation with with uh, with which you are giving your time and energy has an idea of the sorts of efforts you're giving to them, so they can plan in the future around their volunteering tasks and activities. But the more important thing is we turn the volunteer into a customer. Um, a very loyal and, and valuable customer in our local uh, businesses and national um, franchises, et cetera, who already sponsor clubs and charities and associations with with the knowledge that community is really, really important. So that volunteer takes those hours and that's kind of a currency in our network. So you can't buy into the network. You can't write a check yeah. and say, I want to be part of this this loyalty network. You have to do the hours in the network. And the value prop then is, the businesses are prepared to give discounts and rewards and value propositions to volunteers mm. directly who are in fact customers in reality. Mm. And so ours is, is this funny paradigm shift of looking out for social good, but also creating an advertising loyalty and branding exercise for businesses to engage directly with those people doing good. It's, it's not yeah. been done before, right? So, so you think of Flyby's loyalty network, right? Everyone thinks of that. 8.9 million people signed up. You might get a toaster if you spend 50 grand. Yeah? yeah. Great. Great. Ours is do some hours. If you hit 50 hours, 100 hours, you're now going to get a decent discount at local business. And the local business pays when you shop. So it's high value yeah. for them. And we then disperse funds back to the clubs by which the volunteers registered with. Mm. So it's a network economy that works for all parties yeah. in a mutually beneficial way. I love the fact that you've got the, these key targets, you know, creating over $25 million in direct social impact for local communities, yeah. sponsoring 7,500 volunteer organisations with more than 50,000 volunteers. 
and engaging over 25,000 businesses and supporting local. And I mean, supporting local business is so crucial. Not, not only, you know, obviously the volunteer part of this is the key part, but also the way in which you can engage local businesses and help put cash in their cash registers by getting people in through their doors rather than everyone shopping on their iPad, uh, getting stuff from overseas. I think that is also a big part of this, yeah? Yeah, and look, the bit that you can't underestimate is that there's already over a billion dollars in local Mm. sponsorship for clubs written out with the sign on the fence. Now, we all know the sign on the fence only goes so far, mate. It makes you feel good for about two minutes. There's a cost to putting it up. You might as well write a check for a grand, right? You might as well just write mm. a check and say, "Invite me to the in, invite me to the Christmas lunch and the uh, awards dinners. Make me feel good on those nights because really that side of the fence is is sitting out there advertising to people who already know you. So in our world, we pivot the old traditional sign on the fence to what is an aggregated approach across your whole club to shop locally and support locally. And if you do, guess what? Those organisations are going to support the clubs and and, and the people around them, and mm. and so it's vi- a potential for virality there is huge because it's incremental wins across the board. We're not going to ask someone for five grand because we can't we can't get to the money money tree. Um, mm. You know, I, you know, Jamie from a, a footy club I've spoken to, who's the president, said it would be easily in excess of eighty grand, eighty grand to replace volunteers because they'd have to put in a full time administrator pretty much. And that's yeah. the bit that's a bit funky because there's no money in the till to do that. And people yeah. are becoming, as we come into a recession, more conscious about where they spend their money, how they spend their money. Um, so we're not, we're not Facebook in that we don't have the reach that Facebook has, but they charge you, like Google would on a map, you know, a dollar, two dollars to get a view, mm-hmm. to get a view on a placement. We're saying, no, nah, no, nah, give us a couple of bucks when someone comes and shops. Mm-hmm. Um, Low risk, low risk, high Absolutely. risk. Yeah. And, and, and you talk about the social good and obviously, you know, tough times economically, which you allude to, it's even more important that people are engaged in their local communities during those times, yeah. you know, and being amongst others and having that social mixture, you know, can help make tough times a little bit more bearable. So it's also incentivizing that. So you really sort of, you're hitting all the, all the angles on this. I love it. You know, from the social angle, the small business angle, uh, grassroots sport, which you know is the lifeblood of of Australia in so many respects. Like, so okay, let's talk the mechanics of this. So yep. I can go onto your website, fireflyinitiative.xyz, which I love. I've never seen a URL. <laughs> well, Google, Google with, did it, mate. Alphabet.xyz. So yeah, we copied Google because they know what they're doing. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, I love it. So fireflyinitiative.xyz. So you go online. Tell us about. All right. So if I'm a volunteer at my local footy club, netball club, what do I need to do? Let's let's follow the journey. Tell us it, what it's, I need it's, to do. It's really super, super simple. And we're about to do a relaunch of the website and we've got a new version of the app. So we've been in beta coming into this mm-hmm. period. We're about to release our, our, our first product in terms of a live product to market outside of testing uh, group. Um, the really powerful thing about joining now is that we've actually refined the front end process to make it even easier. We do not yeah. want to burden a volunteer in any way. We want zero burden. So it's as simple as this. Come on, give us your email. That's all we need. Give us your email, your name, of course. We need to know who you are because we want to personalise what we do. Once you're in the network, if you are the first person to sign on for a club, you become the the first god admin of that club. So you're, yeah. you're, you're the leader. Now, here's the funny yeah. thing. A few of the tests we had, 
Um, the leader wasn't actually the leader, and the leader wanted to become the leader. So we had to do a couple of back-end shuffles on that. But, but needless to say, you come in, you become the first admin, and then yeah. you invite one other volunteer to validate your hours. So it's quite viral, yeah. right? Everyone that comes in has to invite a volunteer to assist in validating that their hours are legitimate. Once you are in the, ne- in, in the application, it's as simple as pressing the add hours, those hours are then determined by a classification because we do one level of classification. Is it admin task? Are you doing finance? Are you doing sponsorship, fundraising, whatever it is that you would normally be doing in, in a in a club or a charity or, or an organisation? We capture that and then you submit. Once you submit, two people in your club that are volunteers that have, have undertaken one hour of volunteering each, hmm. they can validate. Perfect. They validate and say, Cordo's legit. Yep, hmm. Lockie's legit. Chucky's four hours in the till, and that becomes currency as a Firefly time token. That Firefly time token now can be shopped in our marketplace for two distinct value props. One is rewards, and rewards are where an organisation, a large, small, or otherwise, have given things to the network because they get a direct claim on social impact if they do that. Yep. Yeah. Because if they give a $50 voucher, that $50 voucher goes into the till for the amount of Firefly time tokens that are traded for that voucher. So Lockie goes in and puts in four Firefly time tokens for a $20, um, uh, you know, Big Mac meal, right, as an example. Yep. He's happy days because he's actually got a return on his time and he feels like he's getting something for the effort he's giving. McDonald's in this instance, if that was the uh, brand partner, they would get a credit of his three or four time tokens, which is actually the equivalent of four social impact hours, right? So in the old days, the fish and chip shop puts the sign on the fence and says, I supported the club. They're a great Mm. club. In this, it's an actual absolute. I've Mm. supported over 350 hours in my local community. Yeah. Yep. So that's the transaction layer that takes place. And then the value prop from there is in order to transact, the voucher is created. You basically redeem that voucher with us directly. And then Mm. if you get a discount, because you've done 200 hours locking and now you're entitled to 15% discount at a local business because they're saying we'll give that to anyone that's done over 150 hours, Mm. then the good thing here is that you walk in, they'll have a QR code in store, you swipe your QR code, it instantly creates an introduction between you and the vendor. So it says, Mm. hi, I'm Lockie, I'm currently supporting the local footy club or tennis club or or network, uh, netball club, and I've contributed over 50 hours um, to these organisations and entitled to a 15% discount. The guy behind the mm. counter goes, great to meet you, Lockie. It's even better to know that you're one of the people serving the community and, and, and please, you know, if you can come and shop with me, I'd love nothing more because we love supporting community. So mm. there's little subtleties in this that are discreet but powerful in what we call a network effects model. Everyone should have a reason to play. There's, not a, there's, no, there's no loss in this approach. It's a win for every party. doesn't matter who you are. And look, we, we've spoken to AFL and a few others as well in the network, um, the mm. major sporting associations and bodies, peak bodies, and they're struggling with volunteers. We all know that. That's an absolute yeah. fact. And so we've said things like share your spare is another way to engage. Why don't you just give us some tickets in the network? Why don't you give us some walkthroughs or some AMAs with, with super players who are, who are supposed to give back to the to the the codes and the, and the sports that they are supporting, and mm. we can put those into the network, and we have a very strong discretionary way 
to choose who gets those now, not by money or influence or power, but by what you do in the community. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and, I, look, we're pretty pumped, mate, to be honest. We think we're onto something and uh, we're at the front end, but we just need the support of, you know, networks like the ASTN, um, the, the wider sports communities, and, and in general, the small to medium businesses that operate and thrive in local community. Well, there's no doubt Firefly Initiative and what you're doing is going to be a great thing for Australia. Now, I know it's, and it's great to chat to you at a time like this because we'll probably touch base six months, nine months where you're up and flying, but it's good to get in at this stage to hear about the way that you're creating it because for a lot of our audience, people are in that startup arena. And so hearing other people's journey can be very inspiring. So for you, so you've been working in this beta phase as we speak. When are you setting your sights on pulling the trigger and going for it big time? Um, we, we plan to have an official launch at the uh, volunteering conference in February. So we've nice. got a, a, a placement at the, at the conference. We've eaten into our uh, startup costs, so to speak, to try and get a, a proper launch. Um, yeah. There we will be pushing into those organisations, both sporting organisations and other, um, to basically say we are here on the map. Uh, we have um, a simple cold start problem of any marketplace. We have to get volunteers into the network. We believe there's value to do that. Um, and, and so from February, volunteers can come on and, and, and in, in droves because we've tested the app and it's pretty robust and we're pretty excited by the workflows. They're pretty simple and they're pretty easy. So then it will be about getting out there amongst the business community and giving them a real push and saying, hey, it's pretty easy to support us. Give us a few rewards that look like X, Y, and Z. We have some already that have supported both locally and our little little test beds. But, you know, the perfect example is national brands. Yeah, you think of Red Rooster, you think of McDonald's, you think of these guys who are already trying to support these organisations with little gift cards for kids that get the best, the best and fairest yeah. or things like that. We just simplify it, digitise it, and make it really focused on giving back to those that give. That, that's the difference. Well, that's it. And there's such a, an awareness now in the corporate arena for people wanting to be able to contribute to society as a whole. So you're Spot providing on. that avenue, you're simplifying it. As you said, you digitize it, you make it all very compact. So, uh, yeah, I, I love it, mate. And, and tell us about the tech side of it. I yeah. mean, because you've been a, a prolific uh, entrepreneur when it comes to business and technology over the last 20 or so years. Like, how have you built out the tech? Can you give us a little peek behind the curtain as to how you've done it? Yeah, yeah. Look, look. Um, as, as you mentioned, I, I, I'm, I'm actively involved in a couple of enterprise-based businesses that um, have delivered unique technology solutions to market. Probably where I have always been involved is trying to find a solution to a, a, a big problem. Um, so we've done all sorts of things um, in the marketplace around transport industry and, and the like, um, building timesheet apps and similar similar things in ways. So the learning from me are that I'm always looking over the horizon. From a technology point of view, Web3 became something that we were really conscious about probably about yeah. two years ago, or I was about two years ago. Started to really look under the hood of, of Web3. We're a hybridized solution, so we're going to have things that are pretty normal for people. So a typical Azure stack, so yes, sitting on Azure, you know, we've got the DevOps all, all automated and all those sorts of things, but our application is built on Microsoft. We're a strong believer in the Microsoft frameworks, um, so it's reliable, robust, proven, and easy to develop on, and we can find developers um, both locally and offshore. Um, the second piece of that puzzle is building out something that's robust. So version one will be around a web-based app. Version two will be a full offline uh, app downloadable in app stores. 
Um, we need to get some 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 runs on the board before we go and, and go to that development phase. But the really important bit is we're going to leave a small little web three thing. The two big ones initially is this concept of identity. Because in Web3, you get to self-custody your identity, right? Which means that Facebook and Google don't own your digital data. You get to own it. That's going to be huge. That's number one. And number two is this little crazy trend in sport called NFTs, non-fungible tokens. Um, We are going to create NFTs for those people that do the most and deliver the most in our network. And so they will be digital signs of when you achieve goals that give you a social kudos that no one else has got. Can't buy them. You can only get them when you achieve certain relevant um, uh, hours delivering the network. So that's going to be phase sort of three, which is to link all of these things in, Web3. And then we will go to full blockchain and create a tokenized um, value, in our opinion, a bit like uh, carbon credits of what we call social credits. And then we we will have literally this environment of a full social credit that organisations, both large and small, can purchase and engage in, just like you would in an ESG initiative in the new Web three. Yep. So that's 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 the hood. Well, sorry, I appreciate you giving us the the look and and also the future projection. And it's funny when you mention carbon credits because that's exactly what I thought of. You know, with the initial description. So it's like social credits. It's it's that same sort of thing. Um, and how do you get the word out there, Courtney? What's the, the way in which you can, because you've got such a strong concept. Yeah. How do you get it out there and get it going and growing? Yeah, so one of the reasons why we went on ASTN is I'm a mad sports guy, volunteer at, at the local footy club, um, tennis club and the like. Uh, we want those NGOs or national sporting orgs, national governing bodies, we want those guys to provide conduits to the clubs and organisations that sit below them. There is zero reason not to engage with us. We are about giving back and making sure that those people that actually run these sports on the in the grassroots level, they get the opportunity to actually get some value back as well. So from our point of view, we're trying to build relationships through those channels and we believe they'll be the fastest route to market for us. Of course, we're hoping that our design is has got the level of virality and network effect that we think it has. So number one is making sure that the volunteers realise that we're doing it for them and there's value and then seeing a network effect that comes off that from word of mouth referrals and or um, referrals through large bodies, peak bodies. And the second one then is to lever up what I'd call the corporate network. And we all know the power of sport, right? Sport and corporate are like, you know, bees and honey right so yeah. we we have to again step into that realm and start to get some brands to come behind this and there's so many ways lucky that they can they can do it from simply measuring and tracking their employees their employees in the tasks they do on the weekend rather than telling them to go down the local food bank and do a take a day off these people would much rather be supported in the initiatives that they love and care for yep super simple you can buy social credits off the shelf you can trade those. You can give rewards, tickets, discounts, um, stock overruns. They're all things that our volunteers would love to trade ours for. That's it for us, mate, is just getting the word out there as fast as we can and getting some good good names on board because we think it will just explode from there. Well, it's great to have you a part of the ASTN family, mate. You're on to an absolute winner. Uh, Courtney Smith, thank you very much for your time, and I encourage everyone to jump on fireflyinitiative.com. 
XYZ. Courtney, get on there, mate. Get on there. And if you're a volunteer, we're out there for you, man. Uh, beautiful. All right, we'll have to get you back on the show in sort of six, nine months. We'll sort of chart your progress as you grow, mate. It's uh, awesome to. to see. That'd be awesome. Thanks, Lockie. Uh, wonderful stuff. Courtney Smith there from the Firefly Initiative. That's our first show for the year. Thank you very much for your company. We'll catch you next time on Sports Cutting Edge. You've been listening to Sports Cutting Edge for the Australian Sports Technologies Network. For more, jump online at astn.com.au.